Hey y'all, this is Lauren Aikens and welcome to the Live in Love podcast. Each week I'll be sitting down with friends and family and talking about the different areas of our lives where we get to live in love. And we've got some behind the scenes things too we're going to get to share with you, things you may not know even if you've already read my book, Live in Love. And I'm Annie F. Downs and I'm really excited to be here with Lauren and with you and to be a part of this really special show. If you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and do that today. We don't want you to miss a single episode. And if you haven't gotten your copy of Lauren's New York Times bestseller, Live in Love, the paperback edition is new. It's out now and you want a copy. You can pick up your paperback copy of Live in Love at your favorite local bookstore or wherever you love to buy books. So Lauren, today we are talking about how to live in love today. So who's going to be on this show? (laughs) Well, today... You and I get to do this one, and we're going to get to spend some time talking about what it looks like to live in love today. I'm so excited. Hey, y'all. So before we get started, I wanted to talk to you about one of our amazing partners, Crew. So I know that we talk about this a lot, but the Bible really has changed our lives and so much of what living in love looks like for me and especially my family and for Thomas Stratt is because of what we've learned from the Bible. But just imagine for a second that you couldn't get a Bible. You can't just hop on Amazon and get one sent to your house or even afford one. But what if you took it one step further and imagine that you aren't even allowed to have one? And honestly, I think it is so easy sometimes to forget that there are so many people all over the world who simply can't just get a Bible. And that's why we're so thrilled to partner with Crew. Crew is one of the largest evangelical organizations with over 25,000 missionaries in almost every country. Crew is giving Bibles around the world to people in their own heart language and in turn sharing the hope of Jesus. But here's where they need your help. For only $21 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $21, As a thank you, Crew will provide meals to five hungry families through their humanitarian aid ministry. And you'll receive a copy of my new book, Live in Love. Simply text LOVE to 71326 to help today. Imagine just how much this gift could change someone's life. So text LOVE to 71326. That's L-O-V-E to 71326 to help now. Or visit give.crew.org slash love. All right, Lauren, here we are. Episode eight. We did it. Last one. We did it. How do you feel now that you've recorded all these conversations? Our friends have been listening to them. What does it feel like now knowing that everybody's heard all these? (laughs) Wow. It feels, um, well, I hope you understand a little bit more of who I am and who the people I do life with are. I hope you don't think we're crazy. But I hope I hope that you were able to laugh a lot through that mm-hmm. and also learn a lot about yourself, about the world, about God. Mm. I hope that people are able to walk away from these episodes not feeling alone or feeling less alone mm-hmm. and, and feeling like you are known. Mm-hmm. And, man, there's so much life. There's so much life available to you. You just... You got to take the steps to access it. 
as we've been recording, I've been writing down some themes that have been standing out to me. Yeah. So I'm sure as our friends have listened, they've heard a lot of other themes come up that have meant something to them too. But I want you to just kind of talk through some of these yeah. and just like reflect with me on some of these themes that okay. have pulled out because I've learned a ton as a listener and as a friend yeah. uh, in these episodes. For starters, like one of the themes is your life is built around people. You yeah. just don't do things alone. It, that is also something that I've, as you heard, that's one of my struggles is knowing when to take time to be alone because I think that's something that I've just always operated out of my family and my community, the people around me, and I've always operated with them. Um, But sometimes it is good to be alone and to learn how to be alone and that even when you are quote unquote alone, you're really not alone. Mm -hmm. But the reason I do so much of my life with so many people is because that's where I draw so much support and Mm -hmm. wisdom and fun. I mean, like life is just more fun with all of these people that you met in it. And they teach me so much every day, but also it's such an honor to be able to be there for them. Like they have been for me Mm -hmm. for so much of my life that when it's my time to be able to pour back into them or to love on them, when I'm able to do that, it's it's really sweet. So much of what we're going to talk about in this show is kind of like what next and what's next for you and what ne- what is next for us. And so for people who are listening that want more people in their lives that go like, man, I wish my family was like that. I wish I was married. I wish I had a friend group, a small group like that. I wish I had a counselor. I wish I had a Suzanne mentor. Uh, what's next for them? How do they find that those people that they're looking for. What I've found is I think that even when, if you're, you know, really praying hard about having that mentor come into your life or your family to grow closer or for you to meet that guy or girl that you want to hopefully marry one day um, or children or best friends or whatever it may be. Oftentimes, at least personally with me, I've found that I've, feel like sometimes it's too too good to be true. And I'm like, well, surely that's not the person that the Lord's picked out for me to get to do life with. And I do feel like, like, I think Lauren Tomlin said this, but when it feels like it's too good to be true, Mm. usually that is from the Lord. If you're walking in step with him and if you've got his voice pretty well dialed in your head, or at least you're, you're looking for what he's got for you. For me, it's stepping out in boldness and in confidence and having the courage to take Mm -hmm. that next step to go deeper in family, to ask that person if they've ever mentored somebody, if they'd be willing to do that for you, to ask that girl who you think y'all could be really good friends, hey, would you want to come over Monday night? We can order pizza and watch the show. A lot of times... I like how you said the show, like we all don't watch Bachelor on Monday nights. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um, the show, whatever, you know, whatever's on Whatever Monday. you want to watch. <laughs> um, I think that, that so much of it, it is up to you. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times it's easy to sit around and be like, yeah, God's going to do this for me, or that person's going to come to me and I'm and they're going to feel the same way I do. And sometimes it's not that way. Sometimes it's you having to take that initiative and you saying, I'm going to step out and be vulnerable here and put my heart on the line and hope that it comes back. And sometimes it's not right. Sometimes it's not the right person. Sometimes it's not the right moment. But 
there's no shame in that. There's no shame in trying and, and that not being it, but just still looking because the more and more you try to find that community, to find that boyfriend or girlfriend, to find the small group, to find the mentor, even if your family isn't close, like I have a lot of friends who have chosen families, yeah, you know, and, yeah. and that's, that's family too, yeah. you know? So I think that you can find that, but a lot of times you'd be surprised at how often it is in your hands to take control of that situation a little bit more and to put yourself and put your heart into a vulnerable place in someone else's hands, because that's where the real stuff starts to happen. That's where the growth and the love starts to happen. It comes from a place of vulnerability. And sometimes that feels weird and scary, Mm -hmm. but it's part of life and that's how you grow and everybody goes through it. Yeah. That's the, another theme that really jumped out to me is you and the people that are closest to you, the ones we've met are really vulnerable and are really open to say when things are not okay, when something is sad, when something feels off, how do you find Find it in yourself to be so honest with yourself and to be okay not being perfect. I think when I've had people around me who have been that safe place for me where I have been vulnerable and been able to say, like, hey, this is what I'm struggling with. I need you to hear me out. Or, hey, I, I did this. It was wrong. I feel bad about it. I need to figure out what to do next. Whatever it may be, whatever that vulnerability place is that you're a little bit afraid or a lot afraid to share, the more and more you do it and you'll start to find the people who are your safe place. Mm. And when they receive it in love and then love you back, whether or not they need to look at you and go, yeah, it probably Mm -hmm. wasn't what you Mm -hmm. should have said. It probably wasn't what you should have done. Mm -hmm. But I know your heart and I know that that's not who you are. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage you to go apologize to that person, or I would encourage you to whatever it may be. When you find those people who are going to speak those truths to you, that's where the vulnerability kind of goes, oh, well, I thought that was going to be way harder. Yeah. Or wow, I feel a lot better after that. It was really hard holding that in. I actually feel better just like having it out there and having someone encourage me through that and and know my flaws, know my faults, know what I do wrong, but then loving me through that and being like, "Hey, I'm I'm still here for you. I do the mm-hmm. same thing." You know, like here here's here are my faults. Here's my vulnerability. And the more and more you get used to sharing that, then like for me, it's been years of developing this huge community around me personally and also my family. But once you've got it, you're like good. You know, you've yeah. got a few people you can turn to and be like, I need your help. And and then they do the same with you. And that vulnerability becomes a little bit easier and easier. And then I think for me now, it's just kind of like almost second nature. Yeah. I mean, even when I think back to the episode with Thomas Rhett, y'all were being vulnerable publicly because you've practiced it privately. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And it feels like that made a difference to all of us. Yeah. And it, and it can be a safe place. And even if you like for us, I think being vulnerable publicly cannot feel like a safe place because of course it's, you know, being <laughs> anyone and everyone can listen to it if they want. And I know there are people in this world who are not safe places and who don't want the best for us or our family and don't agree with who we are, or what we do. So in that moment, you have to trust that even though our words might be falling on some unsafe ears, we have to trust mm. that it, 
there's a purpose for our words and that they are going to fall on some ears who really needed that encouragement today or, or just needed that guidance or that like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I went through. And I'm not the only one who feels that way. Mm -hmm. We really strongly believe that the Lord has given us a platform to make his name greater in whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like. And right now, at least in this season, it is us sharing our voice, sharing, sharing our story with our voices and and obviously through my book too um and through Thomas Rhett's songs and I think through social media and because of that we trust that since he has given that to us as like our next assignment yeah. or or whatever you want to call it we're trusting that he's not going to bring us this far to leave us you know if he's going to mm-hmm. bring us here to do this then um he's going to take care of us and keep us safe and so a lot of what I do is it is vulnerable and there are some unsafe people, but I just constantly kind of pray that holy wall of protection around yeah, us. Yeah, I've never even thought about that, like praying against unholy ears yeah, and un, unsafe ears yeah, that could not be good for our stories. When people have finished listening to the episode about being in purpose, living in purpose with Lauren, uh, you know, we, we prayed together and really had a space to listen to God together. Mm-hmm. And... And the question is, what next? What do we do next? After we've had that experience and we've paused the podcast and we've listened to God and now we have this like picture in our head or this word for the year that we didn't have. And how how would you encourage people after that show to keep growing and hearing God? Because that was another theme that came out a lot in episodes is like, obey the voice of God in your life. Yeah. If you had that moment and you've got that direction, that clear direction or that clear word or vision or whatever scripture... I I would write it down. I would write it down if you didn't already. Mm-hmm. But if you did, I'd write it on your mirror. I'd write it, put it somewhere in your car where you can see it every day. Put it next to your kitchen sink and be reminded of that until you take it further. Don't let mm-hmm. that go and be praying on it. But also what I would do is share it with someone who is who could be that safe place for you, who mm-hmm. might want to grow with you in that area or who you think might be interested in learning to grow with you in that area. Because we're not meant to do this alone. I think there are moments where it's good to be alone, but we were designed for community. And so I believe if the Lord is calling you to do something in your life, then I believe he'll call someone to you to do that with. Um, But again, that might be you stepping out in faith and that person may not bring it up to you, but you might feel a stern in your heart to go up to your girlfriend at work and be like, hey, this might sound weird, but I just didn't know if you'd be interested in starting to read this book with me. I really want to read this book. And I've been told that it's better to do it with somebody else. And yeah. I didn't know if you might want to. And if she doesn't, that's okay. That's okay. People get rejected all the time. <laughs> People and get rejected it. all the time. Yep. But ask somebody else. Ask until you've got somebody who's willing to go through it with you, who's willing to have real talk and who, somebody who you know is a safe place to love you back. I would advise that it is someone of the same sex. Why? I think that I've noticed in the past when I've gotten really close spiritually with a guy, it tends to bring up mixed emotions. Not that mm-hmm. it couldn't eventually be your husband. I think that's great. But if it's not, I think it's going to make your life a lot harder. Mm -hmm. And also there are things that you need to process with people of the same sex. Like Mm -hmm. there are things that women go through that just women go through. And there are things that guys go through that just guys go through. And honestly, there's a lot of vulnerability that in my opinion, 
any woman I know would not be comfortable sharing that with a guy. Mm-hmm. So your best friend at work may be a dude, and that's great. But don't ask him to go through this with you, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And talk, I mean, let's stay here for a minute about vulnerability, like with someone else's husband or vulnerability with someone else's wife. Mm, yeah. What would wisdom say? There? You know, that's, that's an intimate, vulnerability is a form of intimacy. Mm. And, you know, like we, we have our small group and we do that with guys and girls, but it's not something that, you know, like if I'm really struggling with something, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call up Davey. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call up Ben and be like, hey, I'm really struggling with this. Will you pray for me? Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I go to my girlfriends. Now, there are moments where I, I send messages or call the whole group, and to I'm like, I group. need all yeah. of y'all to come in and do this with me. But just in the same way, I wouldn't want Thomas Rhett calling Kate yeah, and being sure. like, hey, Kate, can you come over here? Not because I don't love Kate, but because like that's why he has me, mm-hmm. and that's why Kate has been. And God gave us all each other to go through life with. But I mean, everybody's human. And, and I think that there are situations you can put yourself in that that. are not going to be fruitful for your marriage. If anything, they're just going to bring hardship and bring temptations Mm -hmm. and, and open yourself up to things that I'm sure you'd be able to handle. But on the off chance that you don't, and it plants a seed in your marriage that you don't want there, that could be very dangerous to your yeah. marriage or your relationship or to your heart. There are just things. There are just things that girls need to talk about with girls and that guys need to talk about with guys. Yeah. And that's okay. It's not a dumb youth group rule. It's a wise life rule. It is. It is. <laughs> because you want your marriage to be strong, even if it's brand new and you're so in love mm-hmm. with each other, you can't see anybody else. But the enemy is not a dummy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you put yourself in enemy territory you're probably going to get burned. Yeah. So yeah. Um, to me, that is something that you should guard. You should guard your marriage in that way of being aware to all of that. I'm thinking about our friends who just heard the last episode about adoption. And when we talked about it, they're like insides have been on fire ever since. <laughs> Whether it's married couple, whether it's singles, there are people who are like, okay, when I heard Lauren and Suzanne and your mom, like when I heard all of us together, got to do this now. Mm-hmm. A, what are the first steps? What do you do? For me, it was calling somebody who had done it. Mm. Like, do do you know anybody who's adopted somebody domestically, internationally? Which one is it? Find somebody who's done whichever one it is. Yeah. If you're thinking about domestic, find somebody who's do, done it domestic. If you're thinking about international, find somebody who's done it internationally because they are very different. And then once you find that person, you can start asking questions like, who is your agency? Did Mm -hmm. you like them? Did you not? Do Mm -hmm. you know of any others? If you don't know of somebody, keep asking people that you do know if they know of somebody. Because I think it's crucial that you have someone you can call and ask, hey, is this normal? Or I don't know where to go from here. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you have a good agent, you know, that, that is why they are there to help you. But I found it very helpful to have a friend who had walked it ahead of me and was able to encourage me along the way because it can feel very lonely and it can feel very defeating and hopeless. And it can feel like you're walking through a lot of darkness Mm -hmm. at times. But I also had friends who felt like it was, theirs was not as dark as what mine felt at times 
but it's never easy. Mm-hmm. And and I think that all the support you can have in in that time is so important. Yeah, Suzanne said she's never seen one that's seamless. Yeah, it's true. How did you know? What was the feeling in you when you knew you wanted to adopt? Like maybe somebody listening is like, I think that's what I'm feeling. But how, what did it feel like for you? It didn't even, to me, it didn't feel like even like a revelation. It wasn't anything like dramatic. It was just like, this is what you're supposed to do. Hmm. It Like I think sometimes people go, well, I need to have like a vision or a dream or somebody like speak to me in church and yeah. tell me it's me. And sometimes it's not even that. Sometimes it's as simple as going like, hey, today I think I want to eat a cheeseburger. <laughs> you know, like you wake up one day and you're like, hey, I think I want to adopt. And it could start that small and then grow. And then you like see an adopted family out at a mm-hmm. restaurant and you're like, oh, it makes your heart sore. Mm-hmm. And you just over time, you develop a love for that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's your spirit speaking to you going like, this is what is for you Mm -hmm. and and leading you to where adoption is. One of the things we didn't get to talk about with TR is he just had a new album come out. Yeah. (laughs) And so talk for a minute about the process of watching a new album release from him right along the same time as Live and Love comes out in paperback. Like, what's that like for y'all right now? <laughs> it's a little bit chaotic. <laughs> um, but a lot of proud moments for me and for him and for our family. You know, we're both sharing our stories and our voices in different ways at the same time. But it's really cool to watch him continue to do what he loves. And I feel like get gets better and better each time that he does it and Mm. this album is hands down my favorite one really and you know what I'm no shame if this wife is listening right now but I'm not the wife that is like solely just like invested in his career like honestly I'm really bad at it I'm really bad at going did you release that as a single and he's like Lauren That one went number one two years ago. Oh, and I'm no. like, oh, that's right. That's right. I do. I know. I remember that now. But like my very favorite ones, of course, I remember. But dude, our life is just, we're just oh going my gosh, so and fast. going and right. going. And so I, you know, the first few when we didn't have kids, it was like world changing. But then after a while, he still just is so proud and gets so excited, but Mm -hmm. I lose sometimes like kind of where we're at in the process or what song we're on now on the radio. And, but this album, I mean, you know, he won entertainer of the year, right? Right. Okay. (laughs) You got that. I was, I I was present. Okay. Good, 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 Um, good. Just making sure. uh Yeah. That's the main thing I want to make sure you knew before (laughs) you went home today. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Hey, taking another break from my conversation with Annie to tell you about our sponsor, HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. So with HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh offers convenient, contact-free delivery right to your doorstep for easy home cooking with the family. They cut out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or less. It's 28% cheaper than shopping at your local grocery store and 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal without sacrificing the quality. 
HelloFresh offers more than 27 recipes featuring a range of flavors, cuisines, and ingredients so you'll never get bored. Try something new every week. And there's something for everyone, including weekly low-calorie, vegetarian, and family-friendly recipes. Over 90% of ingredients are sourced directly from farmers to ensure only the freshest produce and proteins delivered right to your door. Ingredients travel from farm to your doorstep in under a week, so you know they're fresh. HelloFresh offers the flexibility you need to easily customize your order on the app within minutes. Easily change your delivery day, food preferences, plan size, or skip a week if you need. And it's always so nice to have a few days in the week to not have to think about what's for dinner and try some new yummy recipes. And I love to get my girls involved in the cooking process. And it's easy when everything's already pre-measured, so I never have to worry about Willa Gray or Ada James adding an extra kick into anything. And I know it's still going to come out tasting amazing. We also love a company that gives back. And HelloFresh has already donated over 4 million meals to charity in 2020. And now they're stepping up donations to local communities amid the food insecurity crisis and pandemic. Now you too can enjoy more time with the family and less time planning. Just go to HelloFresh.com slash liveinlove14, as in the number 14, and use the promo code liveinlove14 for 14 free meals, including free shipping. That's 14 free meals and free shipping just by visiting HelloFresh.com slash liveinlove14. Again, that's the number 14. And use the promo code liveinlove14. And make sure you tag us in your socials when you get your meal kit and show your support for the show. Um, I just, for whatever reason, this album is him to me. Like, I oh. think the first few were incredible. Incredible and won all kinds of awards and got recognized for different things and changed people's lives without a doubt. But I watched him become so much of himself in 2020. Wow. Like he has done a 180 degree shift. And then this album kind of came through that yeah. of him being so sure of where he was and not worried about, like, I think in the past you struggled about, well, what are people going to say if they hear this? Or mm -hmm. are these lyrics too country boy? Are these, if they're not country boy, are these lyrics too hip hop? Or, mm -hmm. you know, he was kind of like in this in-between of like trying to please a lot of people. And this is the first album I've watched him do where he's not trying to please anybody. Mm. And so all the other ones are amazing as well, but this one is just him yeah. and his creative heart and his passions and his stories. And it, it's just, it's amazing. And yeah. I'm so proud. I will remember the songs on this album much easier than I will the others because really? they mean more to me yeah. because I know they mean more to him. I'm so excited. I love this album so much. So with Country Again coming out in 2021, Live and Love comes out in paperback in 21, but you did bring up 2020. Hello. <laughs> and we haven't really talked about this, and you haven't really shared about y'all's experience yet in this show, but Live and Love came out in the summer? Mm-hmm. August. Of August of 2020. New York Times bestseller. Yeah. No joke. Yeah. And 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 so what, what now? Like, what was the end of that year like and then you're starting now you've got a podcast and now it's in paperback like what do you see happening as the world starts opening up again for y'all honestly I see myself being a mom mm. 
that's all I can see in front of me right now. But yeah. that's not surprising because the Lord tends to just kind of spring things on uh-huh. me. And he's like, hey, this is what you're going to do next. Oh, by the way, it's happening next week. <laughs> so, but that's how I choose to live my life. I yes. prefer to live in the dark because I, that's where I feel like I can trust him the best mm. is when I don't see it coming. Versus having it all planned out. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. You don't feel stressed about not knowing things? No. No. Not anymore. You're like, tell me the day. Not anymore. Not anymore. When did that change? Through the adoption. Really? Yeah, because I, I've always been that person, kind of a control freak. I mean, if you listen to my dad, geez. <laughs> He's like so smart, but sometimes it's like so to his smart. detriment because like he knows so much mm-hmm. that he has that tendency to want to control things because he's so brilliant. I'm not that brilliant, <laughs> but I have that same tendency mm-hmm. to want to control. And I wasn't able to control one dang thing Wow! through that adoption. Um, and I felt like my world was burning down around me. But the only constant I had was the Lord's promise to me that I'm asking you to do this and I'm telling you I'm going to pull you through. Mm. I'm not telling you when, I'm not telling you how, I'm not telling you who with, right. except for your daughter and whoever else I bring alongside you in this journey. But he did. After going through such what felt like hopelessness and defeat on a daily basis and sick through my pregnancies and marriage not being healthy, I felt extremely isolated. And when I came out on the other side, it was like, his promise is all that matters. Mm. And like, if I had not listened to that, I don't know, if I had not listened to his promise through that, if I had not believed his promise through that, that could have messed up my life in so many ways. My marriage You know, if I don't, if I quit listening to his promises, um, you know, one of the things God told me through um, telling me that I was supposed to, we were supposed to adopt Willa Gray was that Thomas Rhett's faith will never change if you don't do this. Talking about the adoption. Wow. And I was just like, well, he believes in you. It's not like, you know, but, but if you knew Thomas Rhett in 2016, which is when we started the adoption, Mm -hmm. Versus 2021, he's not the same person. Wow. Are you the same person? No. Huh. No. But I I would say that I felt like I was a little bit more of maybe that the spiritual leader, a little bit more the one pushing us to do the more faith building things Mm -hmm. and learning and reading and church and whatever it may be. He was on board with it, but I was kind of the one driving the ship. And I just thought that was the way it was going to be. And now it's not that way at all. No, we heard it. Yeah. It's not that way. But like, that's what my heart desired. I desired for him to lead me in that way. And there are so many things that the Lord told me he was going to do. And it didn't make sense to me at the time because I don't have God's brain. (laughs) But on the other side of it, I mean, it was, it's just incredible to watch his promise come to fruition and to think that my life wouldn't be what it was without that promise makes me just want to, I, I just keep being like, okay, just take me just, just the next step, just the next step. I don't want to know the rest. I just want to know the next step so I can at least just get there. Mm-hmm. And then we'll just deal with things as they come. We'll just kind of roll with the punches. And that's honestly how we've lived most of our life, which probably makes Virginia and Mo and Harry and Nicole a nervous wreck <laughs> because they're like, it's really hard to manage your life if you're like not wanting to plan anything. But we... um 
yeah, I, I find it to be a lot easier, at least in my personal life, just to feel like I'm walking in the dark and just to let him be like, oh, here's a door. I'm going to open it. This is the one you walk through. Are there, don't, I don't think you have to tell us what they are, but I think, but I would love for you to talk about this because one of the beautiful things that we've seen in all these episodes is a lot of answered prayers. Mm-hmm. Are there things and promises from God that you have heard him say and things you're asking for that you haven't seen him do yet? Um, yeah. Yeah. So what does it feel like to be in the waiting on some things? While you have a lot of answer prayers, Willa Gray being mm-hmm. a great example. Yeah. Talk to us. All of us are there too. Yeah. All of us are in the waiting. So a lot of our friends listening have asked God for things or have heard God say things mm-hmm. and are wondering, what do you do between that and when it happens? Yeah. I think I'm learning through all the John Eldridge books that I've been reading. <laughs> yes. This podcast brought to you by John Eldridge. <laughs> I think that I'm learning that if God puts something in my heart to pray for or to show me that he wants to see this change or to see something happen and he wants me to pray through that and battle through that with him in the spirit, then mm-hmm. it's like I I just I'm, I'm very expectant. I'm very expectant that what he's asking me to to work with him on, to pray with him on, is going to happen. Mm. It's just a matter of how he's going to do it, when he's going to do it, whether I see it in my lifetime or not. Mm-hmm. Trusting that I don't have to have that figured out, but that it is something that I just have hope in. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just I have hope in in what his heart what his heart is for and wow. what his heart is after. And I'm expectant, I guess, is the the best so way. So that's to the put choice it. with the posture is you're going, I could either be like, God, where are you and what's happening? And I thought you said, mm-hmm. or, okay, you said. And so yeah. I'll just keep waiting and yeah. trusting and believe. Yeah. To let expectance be like the overarching theme, but also to like understand and even welcome the moments where you don't feel expectant or where yeah. you do feel angry that's or honest. hopeless because. Yeah. You know, in those darkest moments, that's where he pulls you up and and leads you. And that's where you're the most intimate with him and where he teaches you more about his heart. So if you don't feel like you're able to be expectant right now, that's okay. He might be teaching you so that you are able to be expectant in the future. Mm -hmm. And I know that that is like so much easier said than done because people listening that are like in a very, very hard place right now in their faith, like I feel for you. Mm -hmm. I do. But you are not alone. I'm not there right this moment, but I can in a split second take myself back to when I was right there. And it was the hardest thing I ever went through. And I was angry and I wasn't myself. And I was I was not proud of who I was then. Mm. But at the end of the day, I did kind of have this posture of like, I believe mm-hmm. the overarching theme of what you told me, like deep down, I believe but help my unbelief yes. because right now it's hard to believe. Yeah. And that's where your community again can come back in. And when you feel like you can't do it, lean on them to lift you up, lean on them to encourage you and to speak promise over your life. But it's hard. Yeah. Life is hard. Yeah. I mean, life is hard. I think that's why live in love matters so much is because nothing you have said or your friends have said or your family said in this whole season have y'all pretended like we aren't humans? Yeah. <laughs> and like life isn't hard. <laughs> yeah. You know? It and is. so the power of love, talk about that. Like, why is it love that gets you through? You could have titled your book and your podcast, Live in Hope, Live in Joy, <laughs> Live in Anything, and you picked love. 
Because I think love is the fruit of the spirit that it is the only one that can go into all the other ones. Oh, okay. Keep going. Like, I think like when, like, for instance, a lot of times my prayer is self-control, patience, gentleness, kindness. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I'm a mom of three little kids who (laughs) drive me nuts sometimes. (laughs) And sometimes I need all of those fruits of the spirit to get me through. But the thread of all of those is to love. Like if I can be if I can have show that self-control and not lose my patience and be gentle and kind with my reactions to them, even if it's in discipline, mm-hmm. that is still loving them well. Mm-hmm. By, by praying all of those fruits, I'm still loving them well by loving them gently, by loving them with kindness, by using self-control, having mm-hmm. self-control, mm-hmm. and and then being patient and not, not quick to anger. But when I do have to discipline them, that is also done in love because I don't want them to grow up to be like hateful people. Yeah. So especially as a mom, everything I do, at least the right way could be over time. The root of that action is love. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's the same in your marriage when you have to have hard conversations with your husband of like, Hey, I just feel like you've been missing me you just don't see me lately you're mm. you're checked out and and i miss you or or when your husband says that to you right and not to jump back down his throat and go well i tried to have a conversation with you 2 days ago and you didn't listen to me mm. but instead going i'm really sorry that i made you feel that way and i don't i don't, that's not what i want to do yeah. i i want to love you i want to figure this out or you're right i've been in a funk lately I need help getting out of it. Like all of those things are rooted in love. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you know, different kinds of love. So I think no matter what you're going through in your life, if you can sort it out through love, in love, you can't go wrong. Yeah. Hey, y'all. Taking another quick break from our conversation to tell you about one of our sponsors, Glorify. So Glorify is a daily worship and well-being app that creates space and structure for its users to connect with God and their community every day. Designed to get us into good worship habits with bite-sized curated content, the Glorify app offers daily hand-picked Bible readings, guided meditation, worship music, and space for reflection and prayer. Christians around the world are guided through bite-sized worship routines to strengthen their relationship with God and recharge their spiritual journey every day. And I've talked about them before, but they have this cool feature where you can fall asleep peacefully listening to a variety of bedtime meditations, declarations, prayers, and music. There are curated playlists from global worship leaders like Joel Houston, Matt Redman, Kim Walker-Smith, Tarn Wells, and Brian Johnson that you can pick and choose from. You can even listen to exclusive content from Christian leaders such as Sadie Robertson-Huff, Priscilla Shearer, Joel Houston, and Corey Robertson. And as a mom of three going on four, I personally know how difficult it can be to find time in the day for your quiet time. But as a mom, it is so important for me that I show my girls that I want to put God first every day. And that's where the Glorify app can really help to incorporate worship, Bible readings, meditations in the little pockets of your day and guide you through scripture and prayer. And then you can look forward to winding down at night to their bedtime meditations and declarations and sleep well with a quiet mind and wake up refreshed and at peace 
and then play their morning meditations led by some of the most calming voices to get your head and heart in the right place for the day. And whether it's reading the quote of the day or jotting down prayers or connecting with friends right through the app to hold anyone accountable, Glorify really has made it so simple just to plug into your day to deepen your connection and help to fill your soul. As a Live and Love listener, you can download the Glorify app from your app store, create an account, and enter code LIVEINLOVE in the profile section for a special limited time promotion of 50% off unlimited access to Glorify's premium content designed to help you get into good worship habits and grow closer to God. That's promo code LIVEINLOVE to get 50% off unlimited access to Glorify's premium content when you download the Glorify app today. One of the themes this has happened, I think we can get corrected if I'm wrong. I think two or three episodes you mentioned Hunter. Yeah. And he's such an important part of your life, an important part of your book. And I I love that we didn't do a whole episode on him, but he's just woven in Mm -hmm. everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. What, when you think about Hunter's family, when they read the book and when they listened to this and he passed away, how many years ago now? 10? Nine. Nine Nine years years ago. What do you think about when you think about them now? I just wanted to hear more about him because I read about him in the book. I know about him from your life, but he just was a little bit of a theme yeah, in the oh, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, um, man, I think one of the ways I described him in the book is he truly loved people the way that Jesus tells us to or mm-hmm. modeled for us. And he might be one of five people that I have seen do it as well as he did it. Mm. I hope that, you know, through the pages of this book and and showing that and showing his life with me, you know, I don't share his whole life, but Mm -hmm. um, my story with him in it, I think it is evident how much life and joy he brought to somebody, but mostly just how well he loved, how well Mm -hmm. he loved life, how well he loved his family, how well he loved his friends. You know, that is something that I think that he's very proud of. Mm-hmm. That, you know, who wouldn't want to leave behind a legacy of loving well mm-hmm. and, and being full of life and joy and being the reason that I see life so differently, too. You know, he he really taught me how to enjoy the moment mm-hmm. and make the most out of it and have so much fun. And I hate that he's not here to, to do that with my kids. Yeah. But in a way, he is because that's so much of how I mean, I have an adventurous spirit. From my parents, definitely. But a lot of that is because of Hunter. Mm. So that's something that I think that I am able to pass down to my kids. And so in a way, his spirit of adventure is being passed on to my kids. And he is able to teach that to them, even though it's me teaching for him because of him. But that's really special to me. Do you and Thomas Rhett already tell the kids about him or plan to tell the kids about him? Yeah, I've got pictures of him, you know, yeah. in our house and, and Willa Gray. I've got one where I'm kissing him on the cheek and we're, it's black and white and we're on the beach somewhere when we were younger. And I feel like I hit an age where you would take like 35 pictures of the same exact uh-huh. pose, yes. but your faces would just change. <laughs> it was like one of those, you know, in that series of 35 pics and... But one of them, he's laughing so hard and you can just see the joy and exactly like who he mm-hmm. was. I mean, it is like the spirit of Hunter is in that photo. Yeah. 
and I'm kissing him on the cheek, which also makes me really happy because it's just such a picture of love and joy. Mm-hmm. But Willa Gray's always like, that's Hunter. You know, I'll, I'll, she's like, at first she was like, are you kissing daddy when she was really young? And I was like, no, that's Hunter. And so I, I tell her about who he is. And I'm like, well, he's in heaven now. He's not here anymore, but you'll meet him one day. Mm-hmm. And so it's, that's really cool too. One of the things you said in an episode that stood out to me, I wrote it down that day, is you said faith is everything. So I think not all of us listening know that's true of you. And so for our friends listening who are new or to faith or don't have a faith of their own, how do you make faith your everything and why? Without it, I feel like I wouldn't have a purpose. Mm. Because at the end of the day, my faith teaches me that my purpose is to love people. And to love them well, to love that person in front of you, whoever it may be, you know, that is the greatest commandment, mm-hmm. you know, is is to love. With that becoming like your life motto, it changes the way you see the world. It changes the way you meet people. It changes the way you love people. It changes the way you love yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, it changes the kind of wife you're going to be. It changes the kind of mother you're going to be. It changes your conversations. My faith makes me bolder. It makes me feel... Because even if the whole world tells me that I'm wrong, I at least have a father who says, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that, that in those moments where I do feel alone, it is, it's easy to feel like I feel so lost here. Like I don't know which yeah. way is up or down. But the truth underlining my whole life is him saying, like, as long as you're following me, as long as you're listening to my voice, you just got to trust that I'm that I'm leading you in, into the truth. I'm leading mm-hmm. you into love. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we we do live in a very confusing world right now where we're like, ah, I don't know. I don't know what that right answer is. I don't mm-hmm. know what this should look like. I don't know what this should feel like. And in the midst of that chaos and confusion, so much of what I go back to is like, okay, well, what does God say? What does God tell me? Who does God say that I am? How does he tell me I should respond to this? Or how would how would love best re- mm. respond in this situation? And it's just a compass. I mean, my faith is my compass. And it just, it gives me that confidence to go, even if the rest of the world is flipped upside down, I at mm. least know the way home. Wow. Let's go quote factory. <laughs> <laughs> how would love best respond to this? And at least I know my way home. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's really beautiful. Um, Just that flowed right. That was the Holy Spirit. That was. That was the Holy Spirit coming out. That is you being genuinely you. Thanks, Annie. That's how you really feel. And so I think we experienced that this whole season. Okay, I have two more questions for you. Okay. Number one, Lauren, what does it look like for you to just live and love as we go forward? For me, it is just taking that next step. And and for me, I like it to just, just be that next step, mm-hmm. but enjoy where I am or find, at least find that peace where I am with a person outside, reading a book in my mm-hmm. living room with my kids. It's being present in that moment and loving that moment because yeah. we're not, we're not promised the next moment. And so making the most of that moment and making the most of the name of love in that moment is how I would live in love in the present. I think as this is our last episode, I think when people say goodbye really well, that matters. And so will you kind of 
how do you want to end this? How do you want to say goodbye to all of our friends who have listened to all of these episodes with us and been with us on this whole journey and now they're here? So will you say goodbye to them? Oh, I'm so, so thrilled that y'all have been doing this with us and hanging at our table with us while we've been in these conversations and these real and raw conversations about life and hardships and love and the people around us and ourselves. Thank you for sticking it out. I hope this is not the last time we get to talk. And if it is the last time, it will not be the last time on the other side of heaven. So just know that you are so loved by me. I know by Annie and um, most importantly, Jesus just adores you. So lean into that. And I cannot wait to hear some of y'all's stories. Thank y'all so much for listening. I have loved getting to share these conversations with you. If you love this episode, please rate it, review it, and share it with your friends. And just a reminder that you can pick up your copy of the paperback edition of Live in Love that's available now. I hope y'all have enjoyed spending time with us this season. I have so enjoyed being with y'all and getting to share parts of my story. I hope that so much of what we said and talked about resonated with you and that you are encouraged to also find your ways that you're able to live in love. I would love to hear y'all's stories and hear from you. So please let us know what you thought about this season. I hope y'all have felt so loved through this first season of the Live in Love podcast. And I hope that you are able to take that and go out and find what it means to live in love in your life today. Hey, y'all. Don't forget to partner with our friends at Crew. For only $21 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $21, as a thank you, Crew will provide meals to five hungry families through their humanitarian aid ministry. And you'll receive a copy of my new book, Live in Love. Simply text LOVE to 71326 to help today. Imagine just how much this gift could change someone's life. So text LOVE to 71326. That's L-O-V-E to 71326 to help now or visit give.crew.org slash love.